And at the end of the Pac-12 season, it was the Duckaroos. The Ducks handle the Utes. Uh, Utes looked like their best chance to win a Pac-12 title. Not this year. We're going to talk about that. We're going to preview the bowl games. All that and more on this week's Eligible Receivers. He's Eric. I'm Warren. Let's start the show. Hello, blog fans. Ineligible receiver. Offense number 64. By rule, that penalty is disregarded. This is Eligible Receivers, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick next week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. There was only one game in the conference last week. It was the Pac-12 title game. No eyes were on Santa Clara, California at on Friday night at rush hour. Yeah. Uh, as uh, uh, Utah and Oregon got together. And what was a good little game, right? You know, Oregon uh, lost a little luster because they'd lost to uh, Oregon State. But still, good team. Utah, good team. Looking like it was going to be their year. And I'll tell you what, uh, this game was not close. It was 20-0 to zero Oregon at the half. Utah threatened, like you know, got within a score there in the third quarter. But then Oregon, uh, you know got back to business and ended up winning going away 37 to 15. So you're the ducks or your PAC 12 type uh, champions. Yeah. I think the ducks lost to Arizona state. They beat Oregon state, but Oh, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Eliminated from the playoff contention headed into this game, um, which is too bad for them. Cause had they been in contention, they would have gotten a playoff spot most likely with the way they handled Utah. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, this is, Nothing that as a Husky fan we want to see when it's Oregon doing well. That's all I can. That's all. That's all I remember thinking the whole game was like, "Well, this sucks." Yeah, it's terrible, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, CJ Verdell, hell of a player. I mean, he he looks like a classic kind of Oregon running back where he can just break the game at on like any snap, you know? Yeah, he's got he's he's definitely turned into that. He didn't look like that before um, this year. Uh, but, yeah, you know. Well, and of course, you know, uh, uh, when we're talking about, you know, that sort of jump in performance, we, of course, our thoughts go to uh, that Salazar guy in the Oregon project uh, down there at Nike. Obvious uh, performance enhancement uh, going on down there. Like, how shocked would you be if it came out, you know, like in 20 years that all those guys were just hopped up on steroids? Yeah, not not surprised. Yeah. So I, I would be un- so unsurprised. I treat it as a verity today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, in other words, a completely uh, illegitimate uh, conference win for them. But but in all seriousness, you know, they had a good season and damn shame they had to go to the desert. But like so many other people's seasons, that'll that'll get you. Yeah. And now they're going to play uh, what I would have to say is a favorable matchup for them in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, what's it? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this before. It's it's interesting that uh, you know, there. If you're looking to, in terms of Big Ten teams who are doing what Oregon does right now, it's uh, Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan probably pose the problems. You know, just on a man for man standpoint, uh, Wisconsin is more of your kind of plucky Big Ten team. You know, Wisconsin is like a system team right like they are always good they always have the running back they always have the you know like the the big you know offensive line and the defense that has a couple of playmakers on it but it's just pretty sound um man for man like you said it's the other schools in the big 10 that would give oregon more trouble but i don't know we'll we'll see it it feels to me like a a matchup that oregon would take 
you know, going into it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They're not going to be upset about that. So we'll talk about that in all the other bowl games. One thing I wanted to get to real quick first was your PAC 12 all conference team came out, uh, since we last recorded, uh, first team quarterback, Tyler Huntley, any problem with that? Nope. Nope. I don't have any problem with that. Eno Benjamin, the running back and Zach Moss. No problem with that. Ayuk, Michael Pittman Jr., your wide receivers. Seems right. Yeah, the only problem I have with that is that they ought to uh, ditch one of those, ditch something and get a third receiver on the team, which I think Wilner was talking about. And I agree with him, you know, that like this is, you got to have three first team receivers nowadays. Yeah, that's probably right. Hunter Bryant, first team tight end. Yeah, the guy's a beast. Trey Adams and Nick Harris, first team offensive line. Suggesting that the Washington uh, offensive line should not have ever been blown off the ball this year, and they were in several games. Yeah, which is shocking to me. So, so what I would have thought, right, is that you're going to get a lot of ducks on the first team offensive line, and they only got uh, Sewell, who's a uh, you know superlative player. Uh, but I would have thought they would have snuck a couple more on there. You know, I mean, well, and they... kind of the, that was kind of the the stink about it was right. Like Oregon got very few players on either offense or defense, which is not suggesting of a team that won the Pac-12 title. And, you know, it's Wilner suggesting that it's personal. And I think, of course, it's personal, right? Like the coaches vote for that. And the rumors about Oregon's recruiting tactics over the last year have been fairly consistent across across conference. So I think when the coaches get the opportunity to vote for players for that team, they vote for players they think uh, ought to be eligible for that team. And that doesn't include Oregon players. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because then you look at they. So Oregon ends up your Pac-12 title winners. You know, best team in the conference. Uh, one player on the first team offense, Sewell, and no players on the first team defense. Yeah, well, that'll tell you what the coaching staffs across the rest of the conference think about Oregon's program. Well, hell, looks like we had a good year because we had what three on the offense and two on the defense. Yep, there you go. That's, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'd rather have is a birth in the Rose Bowl. But Yeah, I agree with that. Um, second team, who cares? I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, coach of the year, Whittingham over Cristobal. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I suppose I don't super care. Do they Are the votes in for the before the championship game? Well, again, I, I think it's the coaching staffs that are voting for this, and I don't think anybody's voting for Cristobal, so I think Whittingham was always going to win it. So I don't know when it, I don't think it matters when they voted for it. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Now, is this because, like, of the like the manner in which they recruit? Yeah, I think it's the cheating that that bothers everybody. Okay. What do you th- what now when when you say that, I'm very much on board. I want to believe. What precisely are we talking about? I don't know. I mean, I I don't have any specific details, of course. You know, I Is I, it like but it there's some but your sense is that there's something in the air that like what I would think is that like people uh that the, like the fairest thing I could say is that I bet the way that Cristobal operates as a as a relentless recruiter, right? You'd love to have him recruiting for your school. Is it an issue where players have committed to your school and Cristobal and his staff are still like really getting after him? Like that sort of deal? I, I don't know. I mean, I know that the University of Washington for a period of time was recruiting Kayvon Thibodeau, 
Yeah. Um, and then they stopped recruiting Kayvon Thibodeau and the rumors that were floated, which of course are unsubstantiated as far as I know, was that he was seeking some form of compensation to play college football. Um, and that, uh-huh. that may have in fact been the case at several other schools as well. So I, you have to tip your hat to Oregon for convincing him to go there for free, I guess is what you'd say. And that may have rubbed some coaches. Or they just darn that crystal ball for getting them, you know, to convince yeah. them to the University of Oregon for free when, every, when from everybody else it was it seemed like, based on, you know, those in the know suggesting that he kind of wanted to be paid. Uh, I love it. I, I am, uh, I've quit following recruiting as much as I used to. Uh, and so this is very much news to me and I'm here for it. I love it. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, this is all that I can gather from my, you know, various subscriptions to various things. So I have no insider knowledge, but that's just what the, that's what the rumor mill and I love rumors, uh, suggests. Yeah. You gotta love those rumors, man. I'm, uh, I love it. Okay, great. Uh, so how'd we do on uh, picks last week? Well, we did bad because we all took Utah to win the game, mostly because I think we all wanted Utah to win the game. Well, and it mm. seemed like going into the game that it just is maybe Utah's year, you know? It did seem like that, but it didn't work out that way. So you win the year, um, headed into the bowls. You're at 49 and 42. I'm one game back. You at 48 and 43 and worm is in the rear at 43 and 48. All right. So let's pick these bowl games, baby. Let's start it off. On Friday, December 27th, we got two Pac-12 games that day. USC in Iowa in the Holiday Bowl. And I'll be damned if this isn't a old-fashioned Holiday Bowl, you know? Let's get some ranked teams in here and play a fucking Holiday Bowl. Yeah, easy commute for USC. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, though. Iowa just strikes me as one of those Big Ten teams that's, like, physical, you know? And, like, they just have their thing and they do their thing. And USC, like with Clay Helton coming back now, which is, I think, shocking. Uh, just astonishing. Absolutely shocking. Astonishing. That guy had one job. Their new athletic director had one job, and he couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. It's like just getting into L.A. just makes you incompetent at running an athletic department. I don't understand it. Um, you and I have said multiple times if we were placed in charge of that, we would do the obvious and easy thing. But I'm starting to doubt that because nobody can seem to do that. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, long story short, I'm going to take Iowa. That's interesting. What's tricky about this game for me is that I think USC ought to be able to explode Iowa. You Miles know? better. Miles better. Yeah, and like, and and there's truly there's no way to know what team is going to show up. <laughs> like, Out like it's not even in the ballpark. Yeah, you know Iowa's going to come in there and give you, you know their kind of straight B effort, you know? Yeah. Like, and USC could do anything. Yeah. I think this is one of those problems with USC though, right? It's like year in and year out, they struggle with games where there's distractions and there's other things. And certainly Clay Helton has been a distraction. Certainly for some of the players on USC's team, the NFL draft is looming. Like for me, it just doesn't feel like Iowa is in that mix, right? Like it's a, no player from the University of Iowa has ever played in the NFL. Like they just, it's never happened. So, uh, as far as I, as far as I know, <laughs> uh, and so, and so it's like, I would, you know, the truth is, I can't think of one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That. I obviously somebody has, but yeah, dispute that, right? Like, I mean, it's yeah. like so, but I can't even think of a goddamn Iowa player since like Brad Banks. Yeah, and yeah. that was twenty years ago at this point. Yeah, I mean, so it's like. 
you know, I mean, they, they're going to be there for this bowl. Like they're going to be excited. This is, they're not in Iowa anymore. Right. Like they're in, they're in Southern California. This is great for USC. It's kind of like, ah, we got to get on the five, you know, like we got to go down. It's two yeah. hours south of here and that's, it should only take 30 minutes, but there's traffic kind of thing. Yeah. This road sucks. Yeah. So I, I know I drive it all the time. It's terrible. You take the team that wants to be there more. And that's to me is Iowa. I'm going to say the, the Trojans uh dominate here i get i get the better i get the better athletes and points i'll take it you just jumped on you just jumped in bed with clay helton my friend yeah yeah, yeah. think about that for a second <laughs> oh man now i'm imagining clay helton in like college in like a sure hookup situation and somehow screwing it up just badly fumbling it yeah yeah. <laughs> what happened? I thought you jumped in bed with Clay Helton. You didn't nothing happen? Yeah, and like an hour later he's playing video games with his buddies like this is what I wanted anyways. <laughs> yeah. We're keeping him. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Uh that same day, uh we have your Cheez It Bowl, Washington State versus a, a ten win Air Force team, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, Air Force is favored in this game by three, which is very surprising to me. This uh, is let's let's look at the numbers here. They lost to Navy, they lost to Boise. That's it on the L's, dude. Took care of Army. And who else did they play? Not really. I mean, nobody really. Yeah. Oh, they beat Colorado. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, turns out that's a thing. Like, that's not a gimme. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's probably their their maybe their best win. Hell, I don't know. You know, I mean, like the thing, like you don't. I I don't think y'all. I also know what kind of team's going to show up for Washington State. Yeah. Surprise! I'll admit, I'm surprised that uh, Leach didn't get to Arkansas or something this year. Yeah, I feel like he may be getting tired of being dicked around, though. Like, I feel like he may have, like, hit that crescendo where he's, like, when an SEC school calls him to, like, interview him, he, like, wears a clown hat or something to the interview because, you know what I mean? Like, where he's just, like, he goes and is as outlandish as he can possibly be to be, like, to gauge how serious they are. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and so I'm I'm actually not that surprised at this stage in the game because Arkansas, you know, in particular is, like, pretty down. I mean, like. Like really, they're really extremely down. down. Yeah, if you're yeah. Mike Leach, you just got to be going into every one of these interviews and be like, "Listen, you dipshit, I invented the offense that everybody who is good runs now. So yeah. if you would, I have gone to two schools where it is impossible to win and built consistent winners. So if you're interested in that, that's all I have to say in terms of an interview. Uh, yeah. And if you're not, then get fucked." Yeah, I think he probably like brought Pat Chung to that interview with him just to sit there and you know, and afterwards was like, so like a five hundred thousand dollar raise or what? And you know, Chung was probably like, yeah, sure. You know, the Washington State athletic director. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And was like, you know, I'm sure it to me that it, this year it just smacks of him like tired of being dicked around. I think the Tennessee thing probably hit him pretty hard last year, um, and so I'm actually well, not not that surprised he didn't dance too much this this summer. Or this uh, off season, but yes, yeah, his, his bowl record is not good. Um, the, the Cougs do not typically fare well in these bowls. Um, I, I'm going to take the Cougs though. I, I just the problem is I have like a bias towards Air Force, right? Because it's a service academy, 
I know that none of their guys it's just like it's it's a, one of the few teams that WSU is going to physically dominate. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'll take the Cougs, but I'm I'm not confident in that. Uh I'll take uh I'll I, I'll be rooting for the Cougs, but uh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take Air Force. Atta boy. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. I want the Cougs to win. Uh, next up, we got... Uh, oh, here's the other thing I was going to say about the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, I'd be, uh, I would hope that in like the bowl, uh, uh, you know, like uh, prize pack or whatever all the players get, they're getting a shit ton of Cheez-Its, you know? I'm talking like year supply. Like a lot, yeah. Like, like, like an unreasonable amount. Like a card that you can take to a local grocer that you cheese it will honor for as many cheese it's as you want for twenty twenty. Yeah, I, I agree. There should be uh, a cheese it card, and I would be pretty happy about that. Yeah, cheese it's great. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a fine snack. Uh, next up, we have California and Illinois in the Red Box Bowl. I don't know. First of all, Lovey Smith this year. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him. But uh, surprised to get Illinois bowl eligible. Yeah. And has grown a magnificent shock white beard. Yeah, I have seen that. I definitely saw that he went full wizard this year. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So I, I don't know what to mean. I I actually like Cal in this game a lot because I think Cal's going to uh, – I, th- I think Cal is actually a decent team, especially now that Garbers is back. Uh, Illinois, by the way, at 6-6 six and six beat Wisconsin this year. Yeah, uh, Cal's playing without their uh, their offensive coordinator, right? Bo Baldwin leveraged his three years at Cal or two years at Cal into a straight back into the conference that he came out of in what is certainly, I mean, climate wise, a better location, but definitely a worse team um, for than the conference that he, you know in the same conference he was coaching at before. Let me let me tell you about a conversation I had some years ago and see if you can guess who the other person was that I was having this conversation with. Okay. Uh, it was Oregon, I think, in Michigan State. Uh, we're in the Red Box Bowl some years ago. Uh, last year. Uh, was it last year? Okay, yeah. So this was last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I go. Oregon won it like seven to three. Right, or and, I, and I made some crack about how it, this was a good match of teams and sponsor because uh, the future looks so bright for them like five years ago, you know? Yeah. And then uh, uh, I got in an argument with somebody for besmirching the red box business model, you know, and my theory on that is, uh, you you just, you just stream stuff. Yeah. You're, you're right. But let's get to the point (laughs) that that you stream stuff. Now you don't need to go. I don't know. I don't, we don't have a DVD player in the house anymore. Like a Blu-ray player. Yeah. I don't know. Cause you just stream the stuff to your, like we have like Roku things, you know? Yeah. Uh, then so this we have this conversation for 10 minutes and then the and i and then it becomes clear that he also does not use this service yeah <laughs> that's what i was thinking i was just assuming the only way the only reason anybody would be going to the mat for redbox is if they were a redbox user yeah not the case no not surprised not the case <laughs> i i was like oh man God bless you. <laughs> yeah, not only, do I not, not only do I not have a DVD player in my house anymore, but I don't have access to a, a CD-ROM drive of any of any kind. I was yeah. 
um, about five months ago at, at work, we received some documents from a law firm. And I, as you know, I work at a consulting firm now, not a law firm anymore, but a law firm sent us over some documents on a, on a disc, a CD-ROM disc. Yeah. And amongst the 20 people in my office, uh, nary a uh, CD-ROM drive to be had. I don't have one at home. We had to go dig up a, a like seven-year-old Vio um, laptop that was sitting in a desk and like plug it in and like figure out. This took this took several hours of my life. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. <laughs> to get it to get it going. Of course, it barely ran right, and then when it ran, it was trying to do seventy-five thousand things at once because that had been turned on in four years. Yeah, it's got a um, lot of updates to yeah, get through. A lot of, the world has changed. <laughs> yeah, it, it connected itself to the internet easily enough, ironically, <laughs> and then and then was just blown away by what was going on. And, <laughs> you know, it was like, wait, Trump? You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, like, so we so we set the bio to counsel like. Yeah. Week. <laughs> and, so, and so that was how I ultimately got what amounted to two PDFs that I needed. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I bought uh, earlier this year, like the, you know, uh, as you do anytime you get a new computer, I got a new laptop to use at work uh, for like $600. Uh, the best computer I've ever seen in my life, you know, <laughs> like uh, in terms of like speed and uh, everything, just miles better than anything I've ever had and cheap. And, about, you know, $200 cheaper than the last time I had to get a computer, you know? Uh, uh, and, yeah. it, but they don't make them with, uh, or they, they uh, for like, if you don't want to, I just want like a, I don't want any bigger than like a 13 inch screen, you know, uh, yeah. for a laptop. And they don't make those really with CD-ROM drives anymore. So I had mm-hmm. to, but you get the USB one, it's only like 30 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, they're giving them away. Yeah, dude. So it's not it's not too bad, but that's what I have that to use because I get a, I get a lot of discovery in on disk. If the Vio hadn't hadn't chugged a life, we were, that was where we were headed. It was down to City Target in downtown Seattle to try yeah. like a, a standalone, you know, DVD. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. The, that's the move. My cheap enough to be worth just having one on hand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, uh, that's our analysis of the Redbox Bowl. Yeah, so I say the Redbox Bowl. Get a USB uh, CD drive because you're right; they don't make those anymore. I hope uh, they do get them. I hope they do. Like the Redbox is trying to like proliferate its business model by giving them all like a DVD player, and they're like, "What? Huh? What? <laughs> like the hell is then, this? Like, afterwards, the janitors are like, "There's 200 DVD players." In the <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, Florida State and Arizona State in the Sun Bowl. What about, you know, I talk about it every year, my favorite bowl, right? Yeah. Was kind of hoping Washington would go. Uh, and as I do every year, was like looking at flights to El Paso. Not, not, neither direct nor cheap from Seattle. Yeah, not an easy, not an easy place to get to. Uh, but uh, Brandon Ayuk, not going to play in the game. Yeah. Going, going to the draft. He's like, I've, I've shown enough. I can't disagree with him. No. Uh, the Devils are five point favorites. Florida State uh, fired Taggart. They got uh, Norval or whatever Norvell. Yep, I'm Norvell. not sure how to say it. Uh, who is, I'm excited about as a coach because I saw a picture of him when he was in college and he had a. He's a. I believe he's a white man, but he had a braids. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so I respect that. 
but yeah, I don't, I don't know. But and also, what I like about Norvell, here's what, here's what you need when your coach is coming from somewhere to a big time program. This is a Memphis team that I think is like playing in a legitimate bowl game. Yeah, uh, and he's just like, I'm out, dude. I'm the coach of Florida State now. Yeah, like, yeah. like I know we had a fine season or whatever. Somebody will take care of it. Good luck. I'm the, co- I'm the coach at a real school now. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Uh, the you know the the flip side of that is when obviously when Ty Willingham got hired at Washington, not even because Notre Dame had a game, just needed a break. Yeah. <laughs> before before he uh, took his uh, uh, pillow job there. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so the my uh, so the Ayuk. There's my player angle on it. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona State because I still think Florida State's a mess. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm most interested about this game is uh, Tony the Tiger standalone sponsor outside of his normal role as spokesperson for Frosted Flakes. They've been good. Frosted Flakes have been good to him, man. And apparently, bowl sponsors <laughs> are cheap. Yeah, because <laughs> he's not. <laughs> it was like, uh, what? I'm. I, I now I'm not going to look into this until I watch the game, but like. Not the Frosted Flakes symbol. Like why, why, why Tony the Tiger? That why just the mascot as the sponsor? He's branching out, dude. I like that. He's planting his flag. I like it. I mean, one of the great all-time mascots. Yeah, yeah. He's he's planting his flag. Yeah, certainly worthy. I mean, I put him a, I put him on the level of Cheez It. Certainly ahead of Red Box, and certainly ahead of the San Diego County Credit Union. Yes. That's so that... <laughs> I, wonder who, I wonder who negotiated that deal. Cause... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's, who's his agent? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of another serial character who could potentially be doing this deal. Captain Crack. Yeah, yeah. With my oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like a, he's like an old uh, like a wrestling manager, you know? Like, yeah. Like uh, instead of like the colonel, it's the captain. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes in. He's just talking mad shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, next up, we got uh, Utah and Texas. Texas was supposed to be good this year. They did not end up being good. They're seven and five. Uh, they will be playing Utah. Good. Good game. Just because the Jimmys and the Joes ought to be about of similar quality, and you think Utah is just better at winning football games. Uh, uh, interesting. Utah seven and a half point favorites. Are they all playing? Like, are all the Utah players playing and all Texas players playing? I don't know the answer to that. I'm asking. I don't know, but we can't. I I don't either. There's no way of finding out, so we're just gonna have to guess. Yeah, I'm. So, what do you want me to do? Read a preview article about the yeah. Alamo Bowl? Yeah, that's <laughs> not gonna happen. Um, yeah, I think the problem I have with picking Utah in this game is that they're so devastated. Like they were one game away from the playoff, and then you know, figure there's a chance they go to the Rose Bowl. Worst case scenario, they're in a New Year's Six game, and now they're in the Alamo Bowl against a 7-5 and five Texas team. I just, man, that's tough. Um, I, I think one of the things that kind of, like, amps it back up a little bit is the fact that it is Texas, you know. It's still, it's a premier program, you know. That'd be a, a heck of a scout for Whittingham to get. Well, I'm going to pick him just based on the Pac-12 alone, but I, I hope he gets that scout, but I'm dubious. Yeah, I'm going to take Utah also. I, li- I like him for a bounce back. I feel so bad about what happened to him. 
Um, yeah. Next up, uh, the Rose Bowl. January 1st, as God intended, Big Ten not champion versus Pac-12 champion. Oregon takes on Wisconsin. Uh, the Badgers, three-point favorites in this game. Yeah, I don't know how that can be, but I don't The Badgers know. who lost to Illinois? Yeah. You and say they, Arizona State's better than Illinois. And didn't win their and then didn't win their conference. Yeah. I, I mean they just got exploded twice by Ohio State. But I don't know. You think Oregon gets within thirty four twenty one Ohio State? No. I don't either. It's the thing. They got a win against a good Minnesota team at Minnesota. Uh and they miss Penn State. They uh beat the shit out of a decent Michigan team, you know. Like, they have better wins than Oregon does. Well, look, I'm going to take Wisconsin because I don't like Oregon. But that's just... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Wisconsin also. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon won the game. I, it really sets up nice for them. But yeah. let's say let's say a little revenge for the Russell Wilson game. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and get, get one back for the Badgers here. I would like that. And, folks, we've talked about the rest. Let's talk about the best. On... Literally four days from now, <laughs> Washington will be playing uh, Boise State in the Chris Peterson, uh, you know, uh, brief retirement bowl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, I think he's retired for real, dude. I think he's, I think he's one of those guys. He's going to get out in the world, and because he is who he is, it's going to be super easy for him to book twenty thousand dollar speaking engagements and other things and it's not going to require him to work 80 hours a week you know and so he's going to get on a plane and and drink a mai tai and go pump up a you know corporate executive team for two days and make his 40 grand for the two days and come back home and be like i really made a difference in the lives of those guys you know and gals and i man and i think he's just gonna love it that's my my thought yeah uh and uh you know to that line uh I was listening to one of the post games, maybe the Apple Cup or something, and Bob Rondo stopped by, and they were talking about the Peterson retirement. Well, it wasn't. Well, yeah. that wasn't known. Maybe Apple Cup day. No, right? I heard somebody talking about it with Bob Rondo, and he brought up the fact that he had asked Chris Peterson before whether he had a proprietary interest in the Built for Life thing, and Coach Peterson, in fact, does. So <laughs> I would, I would expect. That is, uh, if you want to print money, exactly what you're saying in terms of speaking gigs, how about installing that built for life thing at name your price at like every school? Yeah. And you don't have to do recruiting and you don't have to do replacing coaches and dealing with, you know, knucklehead college kids and you know, you can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he'd like maybe even like being like an NFL coach, you know, cause that, that's the thing that I feel like would grind on you is the recruiting that yeah. that's the worst thing, especially, you know, like you, you just got to be like texting these piece of shit kids, you know, these kids who think they're the, like the world's greatest yeah, uh, every day. And you got to pretend to be interested, you know, in what they're saying. Yeah. You'd uh, be like, Oh coach, I could have helped you yesterday against uh, so-and-so. You'd be like, yeah, fuck you. You're fucking 17. Yeah. <laughs> Well, here's the thing about this game. Per the rules of the pod, we will all take you dub. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty worried about this game in terms of, I, you know, I there's a potential for an offset because Jimmy Lake, the next coach, is also going to be on the sideline, and so there's a potential for the team to play up for him 
But I think the that is vastly overshadowed by the fact that Coach Peterson said to the world and his team yeah. heard it that he doesn't want to do this anymore. Doesn't yeah. feel like it. Um, so I have a hard time believing that they're going to get super excited for this game, uh, knowing that at the end of the day, Coach doesn't care. <laughs> you know, like, um, and uh, I think Boise State will be plenty motivated because this is their pretty much best case scenario. They went ten and one, right? And you know, twelve and one. 12 and one. Right. So there you go. And this is, and then they end up in this bowl. That's pathetic. How did those poor guys? Um, so I, yikes, that's just not a great setup. <laughs> if you're, you know. they had a wet, they had a close win at Florida state that looked real nice to start the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bowl eligible Florida state also playing in the pac 12, as we talked about. Yeah. Do you know who Boise's losses to Wyoming or something weird? What is it? Uh, that awful BYU team. <laughs> oh, wow. So I'm kind of like, you know, there's like, we ought to win. The reason I'm kind of hopeful for Washington is that like, we're, uh, better than them. Uh, and like they sure they have 12 wins. Their best wins are Florida state and air force. Yeah. Well, it's like the, it's like the BYU game where Jacob Eason was dealing all over the place and it was because the windows were bigger the receivers for his team are bigger and able to get separation against Mountain West athletes. If that is the case, then you're right. I just we'll see. I have a I have a hard time with the notion that the UW players are gonna be taking this game super seriously. Maybe they'll do the whole win one for a Gip, the Gipper thing, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The guy the guys, you know, a lot of people seem to have had a lot of nice things to say about Coach Peterson. And I obviously am tremendously grateful for I mean, he took our program forward from where it was when he got here, you know. Uh, we won two Pac-12 titles. We got to the playoff. We played in a lot of big games that we didn't win. Uh, but also, with with great appreciation for everything he's done for the school, part of me is like, fuck off, bitch. You don't want to be the coach anymore? We got a coach. <laughs> like, like we got a guy who wants to do the job. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't, know, I don't know what we're doing fucking around with your little uh, uh, very special guy thing that's going on for this bowl game. Yeah, yeah. He could have come and watched this game and just let late coach it probably – yeah, so I'd be interested to see what kind of, uh, you know, like if there's any uh, difference. Or if Jimmy Lake just goes rogue and takes well, his headset. Here's, the, here's, what, <laughs> I, here's what I have surmised, um, and I did get some intel from this uh, from Sparko, who I think is onto something, which is by Peterson coaching the bowl game, uh, Lake gets to go out on the recruiting trail as an assistant coach still, technically. Yeah. Um, and potentially derive some advantage from that. Although I don't know, Peterson, I'm assuming, would be doing in-homes this whole time and probably isn't now. But I, there's some some potential advantage can be derived from recruiting, like maybe well, like preserves. Well, all- we're recording this on the night of the 17th. And one of the blessed things about Washington uh, in this Chris Peterson era is that uh, this, the la- whenever they instituted this early signing thing, which is tomorrow morning from when we're recording this, yeah, is that – by about nine fifteen tomorrow morning, all of our scholarships are full. Yeah, they're going to come like, in and they're going to be in alphabetical order, and it's like, yeah. Like, one thing Peterson got right was like he somehow in a world where your verbal commit means nothing, he convinced every single kid that it was literally his like life oath. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will let fuck you if you decommit. There's plenty of fucking players, bitch. I do not care, I, and I like that about him. All right. I and that, like, how many, how many decommitted? Cause we, we had one decommit this year 
uh, a kid out of Arizona, the Covington, who was awesome, and then he just recommitted last week. So it's like, yeah, back, you know, like, yeah, it's like, well, the thing is, like, they don't even get a chance to decommit because usually there's kind of like a, a a thawing or 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 I'm sorry, excuse me, a chilling of the relationship where the player is like, well, I'm gonna, I'm still committed, but I'm gonna take a visit to so and so. But if he does that, and Peterson finds out, they're like, fuck you, you don't have a scholarship here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's done a great job of that. So yeah, yeah. Probably our last recruiting uh, Wednesday, where everything will go perfect, perfectly according to plan. So we'll see. That's real innovation, you know. Uh, I like it. What what I'm uh, the the problem is is that once you start talking about these the at you know the absolute top tier of high school football players is a lot of those guys don't mind to wait till signing day proper, you know. Yeah, well, I don't get the sense that Jimmy Lake minds either. I think he he loves the competition and wants to be in it till the end anyway. So he feels like as long as they're in the game, you know, they did that last year with Asa Turner, right, where they he was on the boat, off the boat, on the boat, off the boat, and then they got him back in at the end. Like I said, Peterson always manages to, to like be like, no, no, he's yeah, no, we we got him. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Like I said, I it, tomorrow, as you said, should probably be pretty uneventful, and then we'll see. Uh, next year how this how this process goes yeah yeah because the thing that because i think you're my more more so than the cheating even though uh uh, uh which i 100 percent believe that oregon paid thibodeau uh is uh what i bet the thing that the coaches hate the most is that like everybody with good recruits right now uh cristobal is texting all of them like as we speak you know yeah i'm sure he is there's like an army of uh, Oregon staffers like who have been taught how to text like crystal ball using some software to like make it seem like it's going through his number, just hitting everyone. Yeah. They're all getting a, a box of custom made Nikes that I yeah. delivered to their front door. Yeah. <laughs> the, the money colorways. It's just a box of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, did I pick any? Of these? I feel like I wasn't even picking games. I got you on for everyone, so we'll, we'll I'll see. go with it. Yeah, I like it. I'm more interested in the sponsors and what they get as gifts and uh, DVD technology. Yeah, that was the best. Just that was honestly the best <laughs> analysis we had all night. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is it for this week's episode. Of Eligible receivers. Uh, we're kind of like one out of every five years we come back and do a bull wrap. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if, if anything worthwhile happens. Basically, if Washington steamrolls Boise and Oregon loses the Rose Bowl, you might hear from us again uh, for the 2019 season. Otherwise, uh, they can fuck off, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you again next season. Love it. All right, later. Later, man.